There is a word from the Lord. As we continue this series of messages that God gave us, this is in fact the 11th message in the series. The series is simply entitled Faith Matters. Faith Matters. How many of you know that your faith matters? When you're going through something, it matters. Amen. When the hellhounds are on your track, somebody say, it matters. Uh, when the demons get on your last nerve, whoo, faith matters. Uh, this is the 11th message in this series. The text for today's message is found in the 17th chapter of the gospel that is recorded by St. Matthew. Verses 18 through verse 20, we've chosen the NIV, the New International Version, as a translation to read uh, for today's message. Hear the reading of God's holy word. How many of you love God's word and know that there's power <clears throat> in the word? Listen to the text, verse 18. says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy. And he was healed at that moment. Verse 19 says, Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, Why couldn't we drive it out? Why couldn't we do what you just did? Verse 20 he replied, because you have so little faith. The New Living Translation says, because you don't have enough faith. Jesus goes on to say, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say, <laughs> somebody say, 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 say it, say it, say it, say it. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Before you sit down for the next few moments, we want to speak to you from the subject mountain moving Faith. Somebody help me declare mountain moving faith. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Mountain moving faith. On last Sunday in the 10th message of this series, we spoke to you from the subject unshakable faith concerning the Shumanite woman and her dead child said to you in that message on last week that unshakable faith is what you do when your back is against the wall. <laughs> what do you do when you don't know what else to do? What do you do when you know that you don't have the strength or the ability to, to get done what you know needs to be done. You have to have the unshakable faith that God is still able. <laughs> Somebody know he's still able. Clap those hands and say God is still able. And so on this week, we are speaking of mountain moving faith. The difference between mountain-moving faith and unshakable faith is this. Unshakable faith is what do you do in a crisis? Mountain-moving faith is what do you say <laughs> in a crisis? <laughs> what comes out of your mouth Whew. when you are facing something uh, that is drastic in your life? What are you talking about, Pastor Jackson? On this faith journey that we call life, 
Perhaps we all at some point have had to deal with situations that, listen to this, that appeared to have been insurmountable. Not that they were, but the appearance was, this is too much for me to handle. Can we keep it real on this Sunday? With all the saints in the house, can we keep it real on this Sunday? Listen, situations that may have seemed like, somebody say seemed like, they were too much for us to handle. Situations that simply appear to have been beyond our own ability to do anything about them. Listen, to some, it could have been a debilitating illness, a horrible illness, which you have no answers. Illness in which the prognosis do not appear to be good. Illness in which you have uh, gone to every physician and every doctor as the woman with the issue of blood discovered. As opposed to getting better, you became worse. What do you say <laughs> when you're faced with that kind of crisis? Perhaps it is a family crisis. Perhaps it seems as if, ooh, notice the words that we're choosing to use, it seems, it appears, it seems as if your family is falling apart. Somebody help me say the devil is a liar. <laughs> it seems as if you've lost connections with your own flesh and blood. Seems as if they don't want anything to do with you. It seems as if the more you pray, uh, the worse it has become. But the devil is a liar. And to others, perhaps it is a depressing financial burden. Your money is funny, your change is strange, and you have more bills than money. You look good, <laughs> but your finances don't back up your appearances. Preach, Pastor. You still drive the same car and hope it doesn't run out of gas. You dress good, you smell good, but if folk knew your real story, if they knew how much you were struggling, finances, amen, just to make ends meet. Had a brother tell me one time, I said, how are you doing? He said, man, I'm so broke, I can't pay attention, much less pay bills, okay? Sometimes it, it puts you in a crisis in which you don't have the ability or the resources to do anything about it. Am I preaching to some real folk? Now I know some of you are so bougie. Some of you are so that you, you don't, you'll never go through any of that. But to those of us who know you've had real struggles with real problems, even with all of our dressed up, look good self, we've had problems. Amen. The truth is, we all have had at some point to deal with difficult situations that appeared, that seemed, that looks as if they were immovable mountains. Truth is, we all have found ourselves looking up at a mountain, saying, Lord, how am I ever going to get around this? How am I ever going to get over this. But the good news, I stopped by to share you some good news. The good news is that we serve a God that can move mountains. Let me say that again, okay? 
Make sure I'm in the right place. We serve a God that can move mountains. One more time, I'm going to try it. <laughs> One more time. One more time. That's why right. somebody just got it. Some things you ought to rest on your feet and tell the Lord, I'm a witness. We serve a God that can move mountains. Somebody say, yes, we do. That's the good news. Be seated for a moment. The even better news is that he uses the power and the faith that is in us to get it done. How will God move the mountain? Through your faith. Through your power. Amen. Listen to what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, the New King James Version. He says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Look at somebody and say, you have the power. You have the power. I, I'm amazed when folk pray, Lord, send the power. The Lord said, I sent the power over 2,000 years ago. You've got the power to declare and decree a thing and watch it come to pass. You've got the power. Anybody know you've got the power? Clap those hands. Open your mouth. Shabbat the Lord your God. And tell the Lord, thank you. Woo. This kind of power is fueled, is motivated, is inspired by a special kind of faith. And we are calling this kind of faith mountain-moving faith. A faith that confesses what you believe, that with God all things are possible. A faith that's not ashamed to say it before you see it. <laughs> a faith that will declare a thing even before it is manifested. Mountain moving faith. Speak to every demon in your house. Speak to every demonic force on your job. Speak to everything that's pushing up against your destiny to be blessed and highly favored by God. Mountain moving faith. I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am already healed. Sick but healed. Broke but prosperous. Anybody know what mountain moving faith is? Is that I believe and I proclaim that God is a way maker. <laughs> Somebody say yes he is. Yes he is. Anybody know yes he is? When was the last time you spoke up for yourself in the face of opposition? When was the last time you told the devil that I am blessed and highly favored? And though I go through things, I'm going to get up and still praise God. Anybody know that you are all right? You will be all right. Things will be all right. That God is able. And even if God doesn't do it, I'm here to declare, Pastor Bradley, that God is still able. Anybody know you serve a good God that is able through your faith and power to move mountains out of your way mountain moving faith I, I dare you to say mountain moving faith put it on your social media send it out as a tweet put it in Instagram put it somewhere else don't explain it just put it in quotation mountain moving faith folks say what do you mean by that just wait and see what God does just wait and see what anybody know that your God will show up just in time anybody know that God would do what he said he would do listen listen in 
the text chosen for today's message. Uh, we have a great example of what is meant or what is said by Jesus concerning mountain-moving faith. For the next few moments, let us examine this text and see how it is relevant to us today here uh, in March of 2022. Our text occurs after what has been described by biblical scholars as one of the most incredible moments in the New Testament. This moment in Matthew chapter 17 is simply known as the Mount Transfiguration Experience. It is recorded in verses 1 through 8. But if you look at the text, it begins by saying in verse 1, six days later, this happens. Well, in order to understand verse 1 of chapter 17, you've got to understand chapter 16. Chapter 16 is when Jesus and Peter have this incredible dialogue. I call chapter 16 the best and the worst of Peter. You know, the beginning of Peter, Jesus asked the question, well, who do you say I am? I, I know who other people say that I am, but let's make this personal. Who do you say that I am? Peter is the only one who opened up and said, well, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus responds to Peter and says, it wasn't your own intellect or your own smartness. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. But it was my father who is in heaven. And he says, Peter, upon this rock, not you, but upon the confession that you just mentioned, I will build my church. Just for the record, the church has never been built on St. Peter or any other pope, preacher, bishop, or apostle. It is built on Jesus. He says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. In other words, the church will be aggressive. In order to understand that scripture, you got to go back and some of you look at some of the old movies that deal with the uh, England time when they had gates around the city. Go back and watch Frontier. Go by and watch the Valhalla Vikings or something. And you will see that they were surrounded by the gates. The gates was to protect those behind the gate. But what Jesus says is you are going to be so powerful, you will storm the gates. <laughs> gates, won't, why do you need to storm the gates? Because you're going to invade hell and take your child back. You're going to invade, ah, I'm preaching to somebody. You're going to invade hell and reclaim your daughter and your grand and your niece or nephew. Hell will not be able to stop you when you get ready to invade hell. Somebody ought to kick the gates of hell down and tell the devil, I ain't waiting on you to come find me. I'm going to come find you. I want everything the devil stole from me. That's the dialogue between Jesus and Peter. And then, ironically enough, in that same chapter, around the 23rd or so verse in chapter 16, Jesus then, having told Peter, you're the rock, he calls him Satan. He says, he says to Peter, when, when Peter doubted his, his death and his crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus says, Satan, get behind me. And so what that tells me is that one moment you can be the saint <laughs> and the next moment you can be the devil. <laughs> that's another sermon for another day, okay? That, that's what humanity is. Humanity is one week we are saintly and the next week we're influenced by the devil. But thanks be to God who giveth us the power to overcome every kind of spirit even those bipolar spiritual spirits that we have in our lives. And so the Bible says chapter 17 carries on from chapter 16. Whenever you see a chapter that begins by referring to something like six days later, it means that it has some kind of continuity between what they're trying to say. And Jesus says six days later, something happens that is so phenomenal. Uh, because Jesus now, having predicted the end of chapter 16, is a prediction of his crucifixion. Jesus says, but I'm going to show you who I really am. 
can't show everybody because everybody can't handle this. I, I just need three people. Come on, Peter, James, and John. Nine of you, y'all ain't ready for it yet, okay? And everybody can't go where God take you. Ooh, I wish I had time to preach this. I wish I had to. See, if I was a traveling evangelist, I wouldn't care how long I stayed in church. I'd take two hours to preach this. But I know y'all don't have two hours. But I, I, I just want to tell you something. When God takes you on the mountain, don't expect the whole group to go. Am I preaching to somebody? You got to tell folk that like, don't get mad at me because God can't take you where he takes me. And some of you, so, oh, some of you are just favored by God that, that God takes you places where the majority of people cannot go. Out of 12 disciples, only three went with him on the mountain. And so he takes Peter and the brothers James and John and he takes them to a place that's only referred to in Holy Scripture as the mountain. We now call it Mount Transfiguration. And he gets on the mountain and, 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 and he shows God, shows them something about Jesus he can't show everybody. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody. He said, I, I, I'm going to show you who Jesus really is. But everybody, in fact, he tells them in verse 19, don't even tell anybody you saw this yet. Uh, so he takes them there and Jesus is transfigured. Jesus changes appearances. He now becomes an angel of light. His garments are, are, are in, in covered with the illumination of the light from heaven. And if that is not enough, then Peter, James, and John witnesses Jesus talking to two iconic Old Testament figures that have been dead for over a thousand years. Uh, he, Moses and Elijah shows up and Jesus is having a conversation with Moses and Elijah. Peter was so impressed, so into himself. Peter says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. I am so glad that you have chosen us to be here. Now this is where Peter misinterprets the moment. Uh, because mountaintop experiences are not intended for you to live there, but to experience and go back down to reality. Peter was so caught up. Who would not want to live on the mountain? Peter says, let us build three memorials, stay here, and worship y'all forever. And then God speaks. To everybody who doubts the Trinity, this is not a theological sermon, but then God speaks. Uh, Jesus is there, God speaks from heaven. Says to Peter, shut up. Uh, shut up and listen to him because he is my beloved son. Uh, Peter, James, and John then bows down and they get up and Elijah and Moses are now gone. I'm painting a picture for you to help you understand what I'm really getting to. And so they are on their way back down and they begin to ask Jesus questions and Jesus says to them, what you experience, everybody can't handle. So I need y'all to keep it a secret until my death. Why? Because folk can't handle what you see. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody. See, every testimony is not for public consumption. Some of y'all talk too much, put too much stuff out on social media. Everybody doesn't need to know every blessing that God bless you with. Let God bless you in private and keep it to yourself. I don't need to know everything God has done for you. Why? Because everybody can't handle your mountaintop experience. There are folk that will be jealous and become your hater when they realize what God has done and promised to do for you. So some blessings are just between you and God. On their way back down. Here's where the text takes a turn. On their way back down. I love the New Living Translation that says, at the 
foot of the mountain, there was a distressed father waiting for Jesus. That's why you can't live on the mountain. I tell folks, you can't live in church. Church got to be a mountaintop experience. And then after church, you got to go back to the foot of the mountain. Some of you want to be, he come, I come. Glory, glory. Every day, seven days a week. You can't go to work with all of that. Am I right, Pastor Bradley? You got to live in reality. You can't walk around super spiritual every day. Folk can't deal with that. You still got bills to pay. You still got to deal. You still got to go to Walmart and buy a load. And you still got to pump gas in your car. And you better send Dominion that light bill money or you'll be in the dark. You can't be super spiritual. Every day. You've got to go down to the foot of the mountain. And at the foot of the mountain, there was a problem waiting for Jesus. Can I preach? May I preach? At, here's, here's what my dad told me. He said, son, every mountaintop experience is met with a crisis at the foot of the mountain. Every time God blesses, if God blesses you, the anointing in a service and it seems like the roof is off the building it seems like there's an overflow of the move of God you better believe there is somebody with a demon waiting on you at the foot of the mountain can I preach may I preach and so that is why Peter we can't stay on this mountain because there's a father at the foot of the mountain Worried about their child. I, I thought about saving this message for the family series that we would do later in the year. But God said, preach it now. Uh, there's nothing more pressing than a parent with a child going through something and you can't do anything about it. Can I preach to you? Nothing worse than seeing your child struggle with something beyond your control. The father goes to Jesus with all of his pride set aside. And he says to Jesus at the foot of the mountain, please help me. I need your help. My son is so possessed that at times he finds himself falling in the fire or falling in the water. And I am concerned that if something isn't done, I'm going to lose my child. Is there any parent in here that ever had to go to the Lord and say, Lord, you've got to bless me. You've got to bless my child, Lord. Save my child. Bless my child. I'm going to lose my child. And then the father says this. Please don't miss this. I brought him, my child, to the nine disciples that you left behind because I knew you were on the mountain (laughs) but I I brought my boy to your disciples and they could not do anything about it Mm, Jesus expresses his disappointment with his disciples for after spending so much time with them they seem powerless. They saw him heal the sick. They heard him declare and decree and things happened. Jesus was disappointed with them that he refers to them in verse 17 as an unbelieving and perverse generation. The New Living Translation says, Jesus calls them faithless and corrupt people. The Message Bible puts it this way. Jesus says of his own disciples, what a generation. You have no sense of God. No focus to your lives. You've been eating the free fish and sandwiches, but you have no power. You, you saw me say, peace be still, but you have no power. I've paid your taxes, but you have no power. 
I, I, I've healed people right in front of you, but you have no power. You come to church week after week, Sunday after Sunday, but you have no power. You sit here, sh jump and shout and run around the church and speak in all your unknown and your fake tongues, but you have no power. You look holy. You got the title and the position, but you have no anointing. Titles don't destroy the yoke. Anointed destroy the yoke. Your position doesn't destroy demons, but the anointing on your life destroy demons. You don't need a title to have power and anointing. <laughs> Jesus says, no focus to your lives. You've been hanging around me, but you ain't focused. You're not focused. If there's anything I want you to get out of this message, focus matters when it comes to your faith. You, you, in order to have focus, you got to block out the other things uh, that compete for your attention. And you got to focus on who God has called you to be and what God has called you. You can't hang with folk every time they want to hang. Why? Because you got a different anointing on your life. You, you can't go every place everybody else wants to go because your focus is not the same as this. Your focus is God use me right now. Your focus is, Lord, here am I. Send me. Some of you are incredibly talented and anointed, but you have no focus. And the reason God hasn't taken you to the next level, Jesus says to his disciples, because you have no focus on your lives. We're told in verse 18 that Jesus then rebukes the demon. And the demon comes out of the boy. And the boy was healed at that moment. Ooh. Jesus rebukes the demon. And the father's request has been granted. Later in the text, and here it is, here's, here's the text. The disciples come to Jesus. Every translation uses the word privately. The original Greek translation uses the Greek word that's equivalent to, to the side or privately. They come to Jesus privately and they ask Jesus, why couldn't we cast out this demon? Why couldn't we do what we just saw you do? And here's the message. Here's the message. Jesus says to them in verse 20, NIV translation, because you have so little faith. New Living Translation says you don't have enough faith. The Message Bible puts it in a way that is so profound. The Message Bible says in verse 20, because you're not yet taking God seriously. Oh, you come to church, you sing, you shout. You do your churchly duties, but you don't take God seriously. Because if you take God seriously, then you believe what God says will and can come to pass. Jesus says, you've been hanging around me, but you haven't really been serious about your purpose and your anointing. When we don't take God serious, we'll never be able to do what God has called us to do. Some of you are wondering why you're so stuck. Why you seem in the same place. Why you see other people do what you have desired to do for years. You don't take your ministry of God serious. Uh, some things, verse 21 says this in the New King James, comes through fasting and praying. See, you've got to pray your way out of some situations. You've got to get on your knees and call on the name of the Lord in some situations. If you want to be blessed, then you've got to take God serious. Then Jesus says to his disciples in verse 20, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, whew, you don't have to be Paul, Peter, James, or John. You don't have to be Pastor Jackson, Pastor Lawson. You don't have to be Pastor Willamay Jackson or anybody else. 
Pastor Mac, you don't have to be deacons that here that are faithful and been saved for a long. You just got to have enough faith for God to move what you need move. Ah, I'm preaching somebody out of your life. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, here's the difference between last week's message. You can say to this mountain, you've got to have enough faith to say to something that appears to be immovable, insurmountable, something that appears to be in your way, move out of my way. You've got to be able to declare and decree over a situation. Anoint your child's room while they're still smoking and drinking and acting crazy and acting as if they don't want anything to do with the Lord. In the name of Jesus, can you say to a mountain, Look at somebody and say, say so, say so, say so, say so. Job said it, thou declare a thing. It shall come to pass. How many of you are ready to declare something right now? Come on, you've got one minute. Help me right now. Do me a favor. Take, take 10 seconds right now. Something that's on your heart. Something that's on your mind. Come on, something right now. Somebody take some time right now. Stand to your feet and just declare a thing. And say, God, do it. God, do it. What is it that you want the Lord to do? I'm here to declare over you that you are blessed and highly favored. That God is going to do something in your life that only God can do. But let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Come on and open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Speak over your situation. Speak over. Speak over. Speak over. Speak over. Speak over. My health is blessed. My finances are blessed. My family is blessed. My mind is blessed. My job is blessed. Woo! Bless going in. Bless coming out. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Come on and say it. Say it. Open your mouth and say it. This is what I want. This is who I am. Who are you? Who are you? Woo! Lord, I thank you. Somebody said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I can dance in advance. I can shout before the battle is over. I can praise God not even seeing what is yet to come. Come on, Zion. Woo, come on, come on. Listen, listen. Listen, as you remain standing and as we conclude this message, there are three key insights very quickly that I want to leave with you. Woo, because I feel like preaching. I feel like something. I feel I wish, I wish, I wish. I know y'all a little short staff, but every now and then you ought to be able to put a praise on something. Anybody want to put a praise on something? Do me a favor. You've got 30 seconds to put your best praise over your next blessing. Over, over, over what you declare that God is going to do. Woo! Wave at somebody and say, it shall come to pass. Put your hands on your own self and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. I am the head and not the tail. I'm blessed going in and blessed coming out. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm already healed. I'm already healed. Arthritis healed. Woo. Debilitating disease healed. Y'all lift those hands before church breaks out. Listen, three key insights. Insight number one. Take this with you. Take a picture of it. Write it down. If you're at home, screen, put it on a screenshot. Save it. At some point during all of our lives.
we all will encounter obstacles that appear to be insurmountable. You won't be exempt. It's not a matter of will you ever have to face the mountain. It is when you face it, how will you handle it? Mountains will come. Obstacles will come your way. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It is not if you will ever cry. It is what are you going to do after you cry? <laughs> who, who am I preaching to? We all will go through something. Insight number two. Our faith matters. Just wave your hand at someone and say faith matters. It matters in helping us to overcome what appears to be insurmountable obstacles. It's not the oil that somebody puts on your head. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> Pastor Lawson, Pastor Cuff, for the last two years, we hadn't anointed anybody with oil. COVID won't let us do that. But somebody has still been delivered. Amen, somebody. We've been delivered because of our faith. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, it wasn't the touch, but daughter, it was your faith that made you whole. Mountain moving faith, it matters. It's called mountain moving faith. And here's the third and the final insight. Mountain moving faith enables us to speak to the obstacles that are in our way. There are some things that are blocking you right now. Here's where mountain moving faith is different from that unshakable faith. Unshakable faith allows you to go through it and trust God that God would make a way. Mountain moving faith allows you to speak to it. Jesus says in verse 20, and you shall say to the mountain, move. <laughs> now y'all got to help me. We're almost done, but I just, every now and then you got to get on the devil's nerve. Come on, I need y'all to do me a favor. Everybody, think of one thing that's been blocking you. Think of one thing that has tried to block your anointing and stretch forth your hand and at the top of your voice, I want you to just shout move. Come on. Come on, say move. Come on, say move. Come on, say it, say it, say it, move. Come on, say it, say move. Leave your seat, make your way to the altar. Come on, shout move. You've got to move. You've got to get up out of this house. Tell the demon you better find you another house to go to. But you've got to leave this house. You've got to move right now. Come on, come on. Come on, shout, move. Woo. Ah. Come on. It's moving. It's moving. It's moving. Some of you won't even realize it until you go back to work. Until you go home. God is moving some things. Ooh. I sense in my spirit right now, something is moving. Something is moving. Somebody shall move. Come on. Come on. Get on the devil's nerve and worship God and lift those hands. Woo! Move!
disease, move. Financial burdens, move. Ah, come on, somebody. Somebody, somebody. You can say to that mountain. (laughs) Jesus says you can say to that mountain. It takes a certain kind of faith to speak to something that appears to be insurmountable, immovable. (laughs) It takes a certain kind of faith to look cancer in the face and say, my God is still a healer. And as the three young men in the book of Daniel said, and even if God doesn't do it, and even if you take cancer to your grave, God is still a healer. Somebody say move. Anybody, anybody, no. Come on. It takes a certain kind of faith to declare your family will be all right. Young people, it's going to be all right. God's going to bless you and your family. God's going to bless. Come on. Move, move, mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Move, move, move. Move. Come on and worship God right now. Lift those hands and say, move. Thank you, Janelle. Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. I speak over my grandchildren. I speak over my children. I speak over them and say it's already done. It is already done. You got to move. Lift those hands. I have declared and decreed. I'm going to make this personal. I've got some things I need God to do. I declare and decree, Antoine, that every one of my grandchildren are going to be blessed. I declare and decree that your family is blessed. I declare and decree that even when it doesn't look like it right now, Mother Jackson, God says it is already done. Anybody want to do it right now? Tell the devil to move. Come on, Janelle, and tell him I it's done. Sister Thomas, I pray for your daughter. I move, I pray God is able. I said, all the worshipers, come on. And now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more then we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Y'all excuse me, but I want to say that again. But now unto him, everybody lift your hands, that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. And now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Listen, 
I told the church this morning at 8, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to go home and whatever you write or take notes in, your phone, your tablet, your notebook, piece of paper, and write seven things, seven things you need God to do for you. Seven things that you know you can't do for yourself. If it's names, if it's seven people, put their names down. If it's seven things that you want and you need God to do that seems to be immovable and impossible, and I want you to speak over it all week long. Speak over it. Say, in the name of Jesus, it is done. My child is saved. Uh, my finances have recovered. My health has been restored. I want you to speak over it. Seven things all week. This is just between you and God. I don't, I don't need you to put it out because God says, I'm going to do something for you. And when I do it, when I do it, nobody will understand the magnitude of the miracle that God's going to do. Some of you are getting ready to have some private miracles that will require a public praise. Can I get a, can I get a witness? You got to come back next Sunday and give God a public praise over a private miracle. Lord, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for this message. Thank you for reminding us that we can have mountain-moving faith. The faith to speak over our mountain. Speak to the obstacle that's in our way. To the demons that have penetrated our families. Lord, we can speak to it right now. Thank you, Lord. God, I touch and agree with that parent that's touching and agreeing and speaking over their child. Thank you for that young person that's at a career impasse. They don't know what their next move will be. Thank you for reminding me to remind them that God says I've already got this. <laughs> Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for restoring health. Thank you, Lord, for restoring finances. Thank you, Lord, for restoring our peace that surpasses all human understanding. We declare and decree, as Job 22 says, we declare and decree and believe that it shall be done on this day, on the second Sunday in March in the year 2022. God, we're speaking it today. Let the record reflect. We are saying today some things that we may not see until later this year. But Lord, we began the process today by exercising our faith. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. And all of those that believe that it is already done said amen. Our God is an awesome God. Anybody know he's an awesome God? Ooh, as you go back to your seat, amen. He can move mountains. Ooh, come on. Ooh, Anybody know he can do that? Uh, hide me. We, we are about to go, but I just want to leave you with what Charles Jenkins says. Come on, man. Anybody know our God? Come on. Right now. Mm. Uh, stand to your feet for the benediction. 
Uh, hide me from the rain. Ooh, uh, uh, my God. Why would I declare it? Because God is awesome. Uh, Listen, if you're viewing virtually, call those numbers on the screen. If you're here, elders and the ministers at the rear of the church, you can't have mountain-moving faith unless you have a relationship with a mountain mover, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the awesome God. Lift those hands. Don't forget the vision offering. Don't forget the $7. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for trusting God. Thank you for setting aside $1 a day. Remember your assignment. Seven things you write down. Seven things. Those of you, I'm telling you what God told me. This is not about me. I don't get paid to prophesy. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't prophesize for profit. Amen. This is what God said for me to share with you. That if you trust me and you speak over it all week long, God says things will begin to move. Why? Because he's an awesome God. Come on and tell him again. Come on, praise team. Yes, lift those hands. A mountain. Uh, anybody know God is awesome? Come on, uh, my God. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may he rest, may he abide, may he walk with us. And as we prepare to end this service, thank you, Lord, for reminding us that mountain-moving faith is the ability to say what has not yet been manifest, to declare a thing before it happens thank you for our assignment for the week seven things that we're going to speak faith over and watch you move thank you Lord I am already declaring somebody will return next Sunday with a mountain moving testimony <laughs> let's say look what the Lord <laughs> has done we thank you and praise you in advance now watch over us protect us abide with us in your name we pray and everybody under the sound of my voice said amen amen he's awesome anybody know god bless you tell somebody he's awesome We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There'll be someone there that can pray for and with you. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. 
If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you are moved by the message in any way, please, please, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.